This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello, I'm Deborah Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. Today, I'm talking with Steve Jenkins, who is the executive director of the Door County Economic Development Corporation, and Kelsey Fox, who is director of communications and workforce development. Welcome to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. So now I'm going to, uh, just for our listeners, uh, describe a little bit um, about what the Door County Economic Development Corporation is, and you can let me know if I, you know, get that right, but it is a public-private partnership dedicated to improving the economic vitality of the county and its residents. Part of that is helping existing businesses create and retain thousands of jobs through a myriad of programs and initiatives. So does that about sum it up? That that sums it up uh, quite well. Okay, so it helps that it's your mission statement or part of your mission statement, correct? That Yeah, you know, economic development organizations... Um, have a, uh, a lot of different responsibilities depending on the communities they're in. But mm-hmm. for, for us, uh, we focus on things that our businesses, all sizes of businesses, uh, request and need. And we do that through a 501c3 designation, which is a charitable nonprofit. Okay. And, and we're a private, public, partnership, so we're funded from both the public and the private sector to carry out that mission uh, that you just mentioned. So now we're, we're going to be talking today, the reason why we're talking is um, to discuss the labor situation in Door County. We talked a couple of weeks ago, particularly about the manufacturing sector for a story that I was working on, and it was an interesting conversation, and I wanted to, you know, broaden that so that we could take a look at what is happening now. Employers are gearing up, you know, especially in the tourism sector for employees. So what does it look like out there right now, generally speaking? Well, we, we it's an interesting dynamic right now. I mean, last year, uh, this is counterintuitive, but we had a very good year in terms of tourism. Mm-hmm. This year, all the indicators are that it's going to be even better Um uh, the the bookings for lodging and so forth are way ahead of normal. Okay, um, and that's good. The problem is we have many employers that are just starving for for workforce. Hmm. They can't find people. Um, they are struggling to figure out how they're going to get through the season when they can't find workers. And now we. Uh, we don't know if the J-1 workers are going to be able to come into the country. And if they do, we think it's going to be uh, much smaller than we normally have, which is around 500 a year. 500 so, a year, did you say? 500, yes. Okay. And so, you know, it, it, it's, it's a challenge. And we just um, did a survey um, to try to get some feelings about what this upcoming year looks like with the labor shortage. And and I certainly can uh, let Kelsey uh, go over those results. We, got, we had uh, good feedback 
but it's very clear that it's going to be a challenge this year. And even this weekend, I was talking to a major lodging and restaurant facility, and they are very concerned that they may have to reduce operations, particularly on the restaurant side, in order to function this year because they just don't have enough workers. And even in lodging facilities, when you talk about uh, um, the, the cleaning staffs and so forth, which is even more crucial now in a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, they can't find people. They, they just, I talked to a lodging facility two weeks ago that has one housekeeper uh, to cover uh, a fairly large number of rooms. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a strain. And so it's, it's, um, it's a good, we have good and bad news. Uh, I certainly hope that people have a lot of patience because there's going to be delays this year. Okay. And, um, and that's a problem. Yeah. Now I would like to get to the uh, survey results and, and what you were asking employers, but first of all, I wanted to, to kind of put this into context. So the, the struggle that uh, in particular, the tourism economy right now, the, the struggle that they're having how is it different from past years? Now, the J-1 workers, of course, you said we get about 500 a year, and that is uncertain. But is can you, can you put this into context? Why is it so difficult this year? Well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what we've heard from numerous employers. Okay. They, they, they can't get workers because they, the workers can earn more on unemployment, at least through September. Uh, than they can working. And so a lot are saying, why would I work when I can um, I can get a high level of unemployment uh, through September? So when the, the latest stimulus bill was passed and it added another $300 on top of the state uh, unemployment benefits, um, you know, they're saying, well, I, I earn as much on unemployment, so why work this summer? Okay, which was the same last year. It was stimulus bill. Yes, it it was. But, you know, last year, keep in mind that uh, we had mandated uh, criteria and protocols uh, and people knew that this Mm -hmm. year uh, the the expectation is come the summer season that those protocols will be lessened. And so uh, pretty much back to normal. But if you don't have the workers, you can't actually function at a normal level. Mm-hmm. And so the concern is, you know, we want the visitor. We want all of our employers uh, to, to have good experiences. And we are, you know, people are not patient anymore. And so if they have to wait uh, to be uh, seated at a restaurant for any length of time patients may wear thin mm-hmm. there's some concern about that and even the the, the lodging uh, facility restaurant facility i talked with this weekend made that very clear she said they already have had uh, some minor confrontations with people uh, they require masking and they people would say well i've been vaccinated i don't have to wear a mask mm-hmm. and so it's that tension that concerns some people. So I think this coming summer, uh, we really need to have a lot of patience and and just you know try to get through uh, a period of time where 
uh, it's going to be uh, stressful and and um, and just realize that. Okay. And we have to make sure that do everything we can to make sure that the the visitor has a, a good experience mm-hmm. and doesn't go away uh, feeling that uh, they don't want to come back. Okay. And so I think the message to our employers and and the employees. Uh, is just have patience. Realize that people are are not going to be patient. Uh, they want what is expected in normal times, and so you just have to put a smile on your face and and try to be calm and and um, reassuring to our visitors. So that that's what we're hearing, and I think the uh, the survey that uh, we just did you know, points out some of these things that. That okay. we we need to be aware going into this year. Okay, so let's talk about that uh, survey, Kelsey. Um, so first of all, who is it sent to? What what was it asking, and what did you find? Yeah, sure. Thanks for the question. So the survey was really directed at our seasonal employers. We wanted to understand kind of really what are the truths and what are they feeling. You know, we're hearing that in the J one workers that that's going to be a really big impact okay. um, to their workforce recruitment for the season, like what Steven just mentioned. And, you know, we talk a lot about housing and other things like that. And so basically I wanted to not just assume that these were actual problems, but we mm. wanted to put out a survey to really get feedback from the employers, particularly seasonal employers, and really understand you know, how are they feeling? Are they, you know, are things maybe better than we're expecting? Are they not better? Are they feeling okay? You know, what are the barriers to hiring okay. seasonal employees? You know, so it's really just to kind of get a pulse check, um, kind of where, where things are at and how they're feeling. And so this was sent out to basically our business list. And so it went to a myriad of different employers from manufacturers to seasonal to Nonprofit, so it really kind of ran the gamut, just um, trying to understand just what is the overall feelings of the upcoming season uh, regarding workforce. Okay. And when we look at our respondents, we had a really good response rate. Um, you know, and basically the people that we wanted to answer this did, so that was really great. And so our three biggest groups of respondents were the lodging sector restaurants and retail. So that gave us kind of a really good indicator of, all right, we kind of feel like we know how things are going or what they're, what they're feeling um, pertaining to workforce for okay. this coming summer. Okay. And what so is that? Just, yeah. So I'll just give you kind of a 30,000 foot view here of the first couple of questions that I think are the most pivotal. And so basically I wanted to ask them, you know, how are you feeling about your workforce for the upcoming summer and fall season? And the, the questions kind of revolved around, like I, what I had just mentioned, are, is it better than expected? Are they feeling optimistic? Is it good, not great, or is it worse than expected? Okay. And the biggest pool of people came back at good, not great, and they indicated that they've struggled to hire seasonal employers for, employees excuse me, for the upcoming season, and it's leaving gaps in workforce and operations. Okay. The second highest response in that category was worse than expected, that they don't have enough staff or seasonal employees to make it through the season. So those two pieces of information really echo and support what Steve had mentioned, that our employers are going to be likely forced to modify operations to get through the coming season. So that was one of the questions. Uh, what else did you find from the survey? Yeah. So the, the next question I wanted to ask was to understand truly looking at this summer, because this summer and last have been unique with regard to a number of different <laughs> a number of different things. So I wanted to understand what are the barriers that our seasonal employee employers are having when it comes to hiring seasonal employees for mm-hmm. the season. So 
you know, is it truly the J1 issue? Is that really the biggest problem? Is it still COVID concerns? Is it housing? Kind of what, what is it? Mm-hmm. And I would, I would have bet you, <laughs> you know, that J1s would have came out on top. But surprisingly, the top response was housing for seasonal employees is the biggest barrier to hiring our seasonal employees. I wish I could say I was surprised at that, and but I'm not, <laughs> right? I, 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 I'm not surprised, but... Um, to see that come out on top ahead of the the uncertain arrival of J ones was sure. a little bit surprising for me. Right. Um, when we look at you know this coming season, and then of course um, the third highest response to that was um, of course COVID concerns. So those are kind of the top three barriers for okay. this coming season. Even if they get J one workers, if they get the five hundred, where do those five hundred employees live? Yeah, exactly. I mm-hmm. mean, it's the same conversation that we keep having, you know, kind of over and over is if you can, if you're lucky enough to get either J1s or you're lucky enough to get college students or some form of workforce, the question then becomes, well, where do they live and where do I, you know, where do I put them? Exactly. And and they also have to be concerned about whether or not the J1 workers have been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The health department and uh, the medical center here, uh, were, they're ready to do what they can uh, to uh, do the vaccinations for the J-1 workers through um, a special allocation from the state. And, of course, the, the one-dose J&J was a preferred um, type of vaccination because then they didn't have to do the follow-up appointments. Uh, and so hopefully that will, that respect, a hold on J&J will be lifted, hopefully this week. Uh, then you have other requirements as an employer uh, to monitor these uh, J-1 workers. And if they become ill, uh, it's your responsibility to make sure they're isolated uh, from uh, all other workers. And so there's some health requirements that, that are special uh, this year. Hmm. Because of COVID. Okay, so, so more responsibilities for the employer who's actually hiring. Okay, and and so is it going to be a requirement that J one workers have a vaccine are vaccinated? What we have heard is that that is not the case. Okay, um, and certainly we would want them vaccinated as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the, the the country of origin may not have enough vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they'll they will be coming into the country unvaccinated, and then um, we we've got to have a system in place. And I think the health department and certainly the medical center have been working together to make sure that uh, those J one workers can be addressed in terms of the vaccinations. Okay, so now um, so housing was identified going back to the uh, survey results. Housing was identified. I know it's a limiting factor here. We have a couple of interns that we were hiring for the summer and we get a number of applications. But that was one of the things that we needed to know is whether they had housing or not before we actually, you know, did anything with them. So I think that anybody who, you know, lives and works up here knows that 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 is a limiting factor. What else did you find, Kelsey? Yeah, um, so I also asked the employers, you know, with your current anticipated workforce for this coming season, how do you feel? You know, I wanted to kind of get an understanding of, you know, with what they're getting or who they kind of have lined up 
Are they feeling like they're going to make it through summer and fall kind of operating as normal? Are they going to make it through summer as normal, but are they going to struggle through fall? You know, will they not be able to operate at all? You know, so just kind of get an understanding of uh, what that looks like a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. based upon what they're seeing from a hiring perspective. And um, the responses came in at 37.6% indicated that they will not be able to operate as normal. Wow, 37.6%. Wow. Yeah, correct. You know, so I think it goes back to what Steven mentioned earlier that, you know, it is kind of a detrimental factor that, you know, some of our businesses, whether you <laughs> they like it or not, are going to likely be forced to make modifications to the way they operate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think patience is going to be a virtue this summer and um, our businesses are certainly trying to do the best that they can and make it a great experience for not only our visitors, but for their staff as well, you know, so it's just going to be, I think, a really big collaborative effort by everybody to make it a successful season, just understanding the limitations they're kind of up against with it, you know, when it comes to hiring. Okay. So, yeah. So do we see the silver lining somewhere? <laughs> well, I, I, I think this, there's a couple of things. One is this is going to be a heavy travel season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any, any doubt about that. And um, so as residents and certainly business owners, uh, there will be a lot of demands on us in terms of accommodating those visitors and making sure the visitor has a good experience. In Door County, mm-hmm. uh, we want them to leave uh, after their stay feeling uh, that it was a good experience and that they want to come back. And uh, and so things are getting better in that regard. Uh, I think that uh, come September, when unless there's a new stimulus on the un- unemployment side, uh, you'll see... Uh, the workforce loosening up a little bit in terms of quantity, mm. but then our season's almost over. So it's mm-hmm. um, it, it's not going to be until next year that we, we probably will see the number of workers that uh, we normally would expect during a season in our businesses. Okay. I think the housing issue is, is a huge issue, not just for seasonal workers. It's an issue for all workforce housing. Sure. And, and trying to recruit uh, a qualified workforce to come and be employed in Door County, uh, the first question is, where do I live? Well, that's that's problematic. And, and so uh, we, we need to look at that as an economic development issue uh, not a housing issue. Mm-hmm. It, it has profound impacts on the ability to accommodate our workforce uh, at, in all sectors, mm-hmm. not just hospitals. And that's been for a number of years now. So this is this is not a new problem, but perhaps during a time when it's difficult to get employees, it really does stand out in stark relief. Just how how much of an issue housing is. Well, it's it's we we've had kind of a double impact. Uh, COVID um, really did complicate the housing issue. Mm. We we had a lot of people coming in and buying up houses because they thought this was a safe place to to live. Sure. Uh, in the pandemic, uh, many of them are going to be permanent residents. I think, uh, and then you have uh, the double whammy of 
uh, no supply, no inventory, and rapidly escalating cost of construction, mm. uh, both associated with materials, but also, uh, again, a lack of workforce in construction. And so what we're seeing is the median house price escalating quickly mm-hmm. in Door County. And then so it, it, if you find something, uh, the, the rent or uh, the purchase price may be beyond your means. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to make sure that we understand those dynamics because they are interchangeable. There's, you can't have a workforce without quality, decent, affordable housing. Uh, and we can't, without a workforce, we can't function at the levels that we need to function in terms of the economy. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an issue that's that has been around, but the pandemic really uh, escalated the impact. Sure. And across the country, too. Not just here, but definitely. Yeah, we're not the only ones. I right. Mean, everybody's facing this same issue, but we that's the reason we embarked on the uh, WIDA uh, affordable housing pilot to mm-hmm. say, okay, we, we're, we've been trying to solve the problem using the same tools and techniques, which hasn't proven to solve the problem. So mm-hmm. are there things that we can do innovatively that will change that dynamic for us uh, as, a, as a county? So hopefully coming out of that, we will have some solutions to the issue. Sure. So that's the pilot program that, um, through the state, correct, that Door County was chosen well, um, to take a look at some of the issues and some innovative it, ways it, to solve a, them? It's actually through the Wisconsin Economic Development, Housing and Economic Development Authority. Mm-hmm. So it operates county as a separate entity from, from the Wisconsin state government. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, DCEDC, were the applicant for uh, that uh, designation as a pilot community, and we succeeded in that. And then uh, the Community Foundation is the convener, have been bringing the people together across the county from different levels, from workers to con- contractors, um, developers, to t- take a look at this issue and say, is there a different way of addressing this that maybe we haven't thought of? Mm-hmm. And so we're right in the, we're kind of at the end of defining what the pilots may look like mm-hmm. and putting uh, a little more meat on those bones, so to speak. And we anticipate by the end of June, we will have identified maybe three pilots that we're going to move forward over the next couple of years to see if they work okay and uh, will I have an impact okay well we'll be interested in hearing what those are I know that uh, we've been you know watching that to see where it actually goes so with the survey Kelsey was there anything else that you wanted to um, let us know that employers are thinking about this upcoming season I mean, the rest of the questions were kind of open-ended. I just let, you know, let them provide any kind of feedback relative to, you know, if they are going to be closed for the season, you know, why? You know, kind of looking a little bit deeper into, you know, if they are modifying schedules, what's the reason? And a lot of the respondents indicated that it's due to lack of staff, 
you know, so that kind of strengthens that point as well. Um, others mentioned what Steve had mentioned earlier about the unemployment, you know, that's not helping the situation either. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of the same themes kind of echo throughout the remaining questions. Um, you know, so basically the survey kind of solidified our thoughts and, okay. uh, you know, basically tell us that J1 is certainly a concern. Housing is certainly a concern. And then COVID concerns still are very real amongst our employers, okay. you know, for this upcoming season. Okay. You know, so it kind of definitely has some directional data that solidifies some points that we wanted to just make sure, you know, were in fact indicated by our employers. Okay. Instead so. of making it. So a busier tourism yeah, season may be uh, anticipated this year, and we've identified some of the um, um, issues that local employers are facing, and um, a lot of patience is going to be required this season. That's right. All right. right. Well, and, and, the, and the thing that we need to understand is if we have businesses have, having to curtail operations because of lack of workforce, that impacts revenue and it impacts tax revenue and therefore it impacts the entire community. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it is um, an issue to be concerned with. I, I will, the, you know, the silver lining you mentioned a moment ago, one of the things that we noticed, uh, our small businesses are, are pretty creative and innovative mm-hmm. and many of them pivoted very quickly looked at new business models and, and new ways to do business. And many will tell you that was the best year they've ever had Sure. in a, in a, in a pandemic. Right. And so I, I think we'll see our small businesses here continue to be creative in the way they operate and mm. be innovative in how they interact with their customers and deliver goods and services to their customers. Mm-hmm. So that's a silver lining that I think we as a community should celebrate sure. because we did a stellar job. These businesses didn't sit around whining and complaining. They just got said, okay, how do I do it differently than what I've done before? Mm-hmm. And had stellar years. I've heard that from a number of businesses. Um, so it was yeah. kind of a unique situation. Not as many employees, and yet, like you said, some of them had the best years um, that they've ever experienced. So, well, that is definitely um, the good news, silver lining part of this. But I I appreciate both of you coming on this morning to kind of give us a broad overview of what it looks like out there and what employers are facing. The season is starting up. I know that, you know, we have uh, lots of notifications of, you know, seasonal openings. So um, it looks like it's going to be upon us. So again, I was talking with Steve Jenkins, Executive Director of the Door County Economic Development Corporation, and Kelsey Fox, who is the Director of Communications um, and Workforce Development. Uh, so again, thank you both for joining us this morning. Thank you, Deborah. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.